0: Hello and welcome to the Plutus Trail, a young man's journey into the realm of investment and financial stability. I'm your host, Elliot, and today I'm joined by Joe Stringer. Um, So (laughs) I know you're on the edge of um, NFTs, cryptocurrency, that's kind of like your thing on the side. And I was looking at obviously looking into new like financial areas like investing or working with like maybe flipping things. And you, you seem to know a lot about NFTs and cryptocurrency. So Let's start off by asking, what is a cryptocurrency?
1: Well, it's a complicated thing and a a lot of people don't fully understand it. But cryptocurrency in a rough, easy kind of way is a form of money or form of transfer that is not governed by any sole government. It has people that invest in it. It's got different shares and transactions that follow it. But it's not centrally organized.
0: Okay. So what dictates the value of a cryptocurrency then?
1: A lot of it's dictated by the amount of people that buy into a cryptocurrency. And there's a lot of hype that sometimes goes with it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But a lot of people, uh, they're trying to be on your podcast, but like with the whole thing that happened with Ukraine, got people worried about the money that gets stored in banks and stuff like that. Because you don't really own that money. The bank owns that money. And the transfer of that money only happens when the bank allows that transfer to happen.
0: Okay, so it's like cutting out the middleman, basically. Correct. All right, and I can see how that's appealing. You know, it's more of like a, well, I guess secure, but um, what if someone owns the majority of cryptocurrencies? Do they own that cryptocurrency or how would that work?
1: To my knowledge, no, but I know you look a lot at a cryptocurrency as well. Okay. I'm more on the NFT side.
0: Okay, so I think the... At least from what I've seen, the idea behind it is that, like, it's so spread out that nobody owns a majority. And so then it's, like, more decentralized and you don't have to worry about that. Unlike banks, it's like everyone has your money. So
1: The word decentralized is going to pop up a lot when you look into crypto and NFTs and stuff like that.
0: Okay, sweet. So I had a couple questions for you. My second being, um, so what is an NFT then?
1: So as a buzzword, I'm not a huge fan of the... The way people but an NFT is a non fungible token. That's what it stands for. Okay. So there's fungible tokens and non fungible tokens. My best way of thinking about it is I got a dollar bill, you got a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. I can trade it with you. There's no difference between it. I can swap a dollar bill with the bank and get another dollar bill. There's no rarity with it. It's just a token.
0: Yeah. One dollar is worth one dollar. No Correct. It could be anything.
1: Uh, one Ether is one Ether. One Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Those are uh fungible tokens mm-hmm. non-fungible tokens are individualized assets that don't have to be art people think a lot of it's art there's a lot that's not out there uh that is more specialized so what do you have that is housing deeds
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, okay i own a house and you'll own a house one day i think mm-hmm. and hopefully they're they're both a deed to a house but the value of the houses is drastically different depending on location, value, size, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I can't just give you my housing deed for yours and it be an equal exchange.
1: Correct. So that's the the very simple denomination between NFT and fungible token.
0: Okay. So piggybacking off of that, and I know here you said some people um, misconceive it as like just art. Mm -hmm. Um, What other utilities or values do you think NFTs have other than just like cool pictures online that people buy? Because yep. that's a lot of what I've seen is, oh, this person bought a picture of a monkey for ten thousand dollars, like, and that's where I feel like a lot of people get that disconnect on like what's valuable about what, valuable about NFTs versus what's like why wouldn't you just take money ten thousand versus a picture?
1: Yeah, it's a kind of like a loaded thing. So NFTs. Started out as just collectible art, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I think one of the first ones was CryptoPunks. And before that, there was a Crypto Rock. It was just pieces of art and stuff. But over time, people understand that these... Let's just stay with the art thing for now. These Mm -hmm. digital art pieces are individualized and connected by a blockchain contract. So it's verifiable. Someone can right-click save any art piece they want on the internet. That's been happening for decades now. And you don't know, like, what's the most, uh, what's that cat thing, Nyan Cat or whatever?
0: Oh, the, the pop, or Pop-Tart Cat. Yeah, flying around. That's one yeah. of, like,
1: the most used graphic of all time. And whoever created that never saw any royalties or anything for that mm-hmm. because he didn't actually own it. Now, with NFTs, you do own that. So you got that idea of, okay, digital ownership. Now you can transition that to a whole bunch of things. I think within the next 10 years... All sport car, sport, uh, tickets will be NFTs. Mm-hmm. Movie tickets will be NFTs. It'll be something that you buy. It does not have to be on the blockchain. Like they'll slowly get it with banks and stuff like that. I really believe that. But you'll buy your ticket and it's linked to you. So if I don't want to go to a game, I can transfer it to you for a limited amount of time and you can connect all kinds of stuff to that. You could have a picture that shows where you are in the stadium that you're going to. Uh, You can have music attached to it. Music are also NFTs that people are creating because they want them to be, they want to know how many people and who has the songs. People don't really have that with CDs and stuff like that.
0: Okay, so my question is you said you can like, for example, let's go off of your ticket idea, Mm -hmm. like buy tickets. Do you mean like season tickets for a place? Because you said if you didn't want to go there, you could lend it out for a short period of time, but then like... Let's say you buy a ticket for a show, what's the difference between buying like an NFT or just buying a season ticket online?
1: Okay, so you buy a ticket to some sporting event. We live in Ohio, so Ohio State game something like that. Okay. After that, that ticket is no now worthless because unless you frame it or as an important game, which is again you now you're transitioning into a fungible a non-fungible thing where it has value outside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas an NFT will never lose its Value, it won't deteriorate. It's always stored on a blockchain. It's always verifiable. People can always look at it. They know that you had it. If I sell it, sell it to you or whatever. They know mm-hmm. it went to you. It's mm-hmm. gone through multiple hands. Whereas just ticket stubs, you don't know that. You don't know how many it went through or you have to get it run through a comic. Well, I'm not sure. Um, like rarities. I'm not sure they do. Oh, a um, grading
0: scale? Yeah, there you go. Okay.
1: Uh, something like that. Whereas NFTs don't have that.
0: Same with like, let's say if you had an NFT like trading card. Mm-hmm. You know who's bought it, how many people have owned it, what it's been sold for, I guess? Correct. Okay. Everything
1: is verifiable.
0: And then to jump back onto the art piece, um, how you said you know who owns it and it can be tracked back to you. That's kind of like when I when you first said that, it reminded me of like the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Like everyone can take a screenshot of the Mona Lisa, but unless you own the actual painting that's verified, nobody cares if you have a picture on a 11 by 7 or whatever piece of paper. Correct. Okay, so it's like your way of owning things digitally and then being able to verify whether that's owning the rights to a song or to a ticket in a stadium for a season. Yes. Okay, so outside of that, I've seen that they have some online games that use these NFTs for what exactly on the inside of games.
1: So in the crypto world, there's things called coins. That's what they Mm -hmm. so like Bitcoin, Ethereum coin. Uh, there's so many out there. I wouldn't recommend buying just any coin. But these games that are pushing out NFTs usually have some cor- some sort of a coin attached to them that you then trade this coin for. Let's say, easy example is uh, Call of Duty. Everyone knows Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You unlock skins. You play for 100 hours. You get this really cool golden gun. It's yours. Can't do anything with it. And then when you get 35, you never want to touch Call of Duty again. All that time, nothing back for it. So if it was an NFT and it was verifiable, owned by me, when I get old enough and I didn't want to play the game anymore, I could sell that. The person that buys it knows when it was created, who had it before me, the cost, all that's verifiable. It's always on the blockchain. And it's just another way for people to track and transfer things that you can't normally do. Close thing I could think of is the Steam store Mm -hmm. because you can buy and sell different things on the Steam store. Yeah. But even that is very controlled by
0: Gaben. Yeah, the Steam store being the one of the largest like PC um, game purchasing, platforms, I'd say, yeah, yeah platforms. Um, so to kind of branch off of that, how do a lot of people make money off of NFTs? Because I feel like a lot of the hot buzz on it is people buying things and then like, hey, I bought into these NFTs and now I have $100,000 in profit. But then you also see, on the other hand, a lot of people saying that this is just a fad and... If you put your money into it, you're basically blowing it away and you're not going to see it tomorrow.
1: My argument usually that comment is, have you ever tried trading stocks? It's the same thing. You don't know what's going to happen. You try and buy into stocks that you either believe in a company, kind of thing like that. It's the same thing with NFTs.
0: So branching off of the company, who owns or like where are NFTs made at? Who like distributes them and what like organizations, if it is, or companies back... NFT projects.
1: Oh, there's a lot. More and more are coming out. So you've got private investors. Uh, I know you know a little about Gary Vee. We were talking about him in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Budweiser made an NFT. Pepsi made an NFT. Like these big corporate... Now, they're nothing huge yet. They were getting their toes in the water about a couple months ago. So they pushed out things and what's called minting. So you take... You write a contract and depending on what you want to sell, whether it's a piece of art or music or whatever... That contract then spits out what you need. So do you need a picture of a microphone with a Pepsi logo behind it? Yeah. That's great. You can randomize it. You can have different things with it. But that contract creates as many as you tell it to, and then you push that out. So you need developers. The Web3 space, which is kind of what this is, called Web3, decentralized idea, it needs a lot of tech-savvy people to run it.
0: Okay. And branching off of you said companies, I think Disney actually released a couple NFTs. They I did. saw some figures. I saw some comic book, like Spider-Man comic books. I think they sold some of those. And so I guess the value in those would be the companies behind it and what exactly they're selling. Yes. Like with the Spider-Man comics, I think it was like some of the original issues. You bought the digital copy and you were one of like the only owners of it or something like that.
1: It's very similar. I think they sold those on Nifty Gateway, I think is what it was. But um, just another chain. Um, it's kind of like the comic book example. So yeah. you, you buy this NFT if you want, if you really want it. Now you have this digital art piece if you want. You can flip through the comics, things like that. Is there more coming with it? You don't know. You buy a comic book at a store, comic book's yours. There's nothing else with it. Or the NFT, it's a digital thing that's still connected back to the company that wrote the contract so, later down the line, do they want to give you utility for that? So, maybe Disney says, Hey, everyone that bought this Spider Man comic book, you now have a free pass to watch every Spider Man movie for the rest of your life. Just show mm-hmm. this NFT at the movie theater. It'll scan, it'll say you have the ticket. So, it's coded it in.
0: Every NFT has the, let's say, possibility to do that, or the majority of them do? Or is that like a, exclusively they have to program it in at this time for you to get this in the future?
1: Most of them have to either program it in or they have to be very smart in how they rewrite the code. Because like anything on the Internet, you've got people that are really smart at breaking codes, Mm -hmm. hackers, things like that. So if you leave vulnerabilities in your contracts, you can have people try and rewrite a piece so that all of a sudden they can mint more than they should. Uh, It's still kind of new, so people are learning a lot. Like I said, it needs intelligent developers for this space.
0: Okay, so kind of branching off of what people in general do, what specifically would you say that you got into or you do to make money in NFTs? Because I know that you've been working on this for how long?
1: I got into NFTs in March of 2021.
0: Okay, so just over a year now. Mm -hmm. So you're not like completely new to it. And would you say you've had success over your year?
1: I, mm-hmm. I would yes. I've had my uh, fair shares of misses, as I call them, where I would made some great money and stuff. But I have had success. I start off with a NFT that's called Zed Run. It's basically digital race horsing, mm-hmm. and I got into it because that sounds like a fantastic idea. People don't like horse racing as much as they used to because it's you know animal cruelty yeah, and stuff think- like that. But if you own, which I own, I own multiple digital race horses, and all of a sudden a casino wants to show that instead, now I own a piece of the racing history, hmm. and I actually raced a couple of them. Mine weren't very good; uh, they're recall. it's gonna be like blue factory horses. Um, but you just you have them yeah. forever, and I can breed them and stuff like that. So I started that, didn't get as far much profit as I would have liked, just kind of tipped my, my toes in the water. So
0: how much would you say you spent to get into just buying these? Buddy, like...
1: I we went uh, co-together mm-hmm. in it. We made like a stable and we both own it. Our, we were $2,000 investments each. We went with four grand.
0: Okay, so that's like a little steeper than I feel like most people are willing to dip their toes into something. So how much like prior research and knowledge did you have before you felt like you were at a point where you were okay to invest in that?
1: I did a fair amount of research. Um, I'm a science minded, math minded individual. So I won't just jump on anything fast. I need to do research. Mm-hmm. So most NFTs have what's called drops. So like there's times when you can buy and times when you can sell from a company. And I got in a lull. So I had about uh, three weeks before the next thing. So I did a lot of research. Okay. And I got to a point where I did all this back knowledge. And I'm like, all right, I think it's good. I kind of talked to my buddy. We were both like, yeah, let's try it, you know, whatever. That was right around when COVID was still kind of a thing. You're like, yeah, well, why
0: not? Okay. So to push forward a little more, after you went to the, you said it was Zed. I believe that's Atari, Zed, right? I think. Yes. Atari Zed. Yeah. I think I saw something on that. Atari I was that, bought
1: into that. Yep. Yeah. They
0: caught my eye. What did you, what was your next investment after you made your small profit off of that or something let's, that you saw was worth continuing looking into NFTs?
1: Let's see. Okay. So... At that point, like right around April, May last year's early summer kind of is when the NFT space exploded. You had people making projects all over the place. Yeah. And it was like, name an animal. It's a picture of something like people were just pumping these out. And the staple at the time was something called a board ape yacht club. They are pictures of like board apes, They the kind of humanoids. They've got facial features, hats and stuff like that. And everyone wanted to iterate that. So I got in a couple. that just didn't really do much. And then I found a company that's called Pixel Vault, Pixel Mm -hmm. Vault Inc. And they started out with just comic books. Mm -hmm. And that didn't really interest me at the time. I was never a comic book reader. But they also were pushing from the comic book idea a metaverse game. So a game that's in the Web3 space with NFTs and stuff like that. And I was very interested in play to earn as a video game style. You mm-hmm. play, you can earn things, sell things, whatever. That fascinated me. So I jumped pretty hard onto that. Got in really early. Um, I don't know if you want to know specifically like how much it's changed since then and there.
0: Um, I feel like we might touch on it a little bit later, but right okay. now I feel like we can just yeah, continue.
1: Yeah. So I got that and kind of diversified and got a couple things that I'm just kind of riding out now.
0: Okay, so how much would you say you spent into that?
1: Over the course of the summer... You're buying Ethereum. So once you buy the Ethereum.
0: Which is the cryptocurrency that a lot of platforms use, I think, for NFTs. For NFTs,
1: NFTs, correct. Uh, There's other ones you can use as well. But Ethereum is your main one. Bitcoin does not have it. Uh, It's a little dangerous because you buy Bitcoin and then you start seeing everything in Bitcoin. Or I'm sorry, Ethereum. It reminds me of like poker players. Mm-hmm. Like when they throw 20 chips in, they don't think that that's $200,000 that they're betting. It's just chips and I got to run with it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with NFTs. I've got Ethereum. I don't think about the back cost of it unless I'm pulling stuff out.
0: So how much is like roughly one Ethereum worth right about now?
1: Uh, it fluctuates. I would say it's around $3,300 right now.
0: So when you see like, let's say you had five Ethereum, mm-hmm. you say, oh, that's five Ethereum, not like 15, that's $15,000. Yeah, right. Okay.
1: Because it, it it's just easier, just like gambling. Like if you lose it, ah, I lost three as opposed to oh, there goes nine grand, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I
0: feel like could be dangerous for people who are irresponsible. Yep. So you said you bought into this uh, Pixel Pixel Vault. Pixel mm-hmm. Vault, and that you're kind of just writing it out right now.
1: Yep. I've got multiple assets from the multiple NFTs.
0: Okay. So what would you say are some like really big successes you've had that have like I'd say netted you a profit or like Push you forward to like, hey, I think I know what I'm doing rather than like, because right now it seems like it's just like I've bought a little bit here. I have some assets here and I'm kind of just waiting it out. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is like some things you've invested in that you've actually seen a return on rather than long term Mm -hmm. success?
1: Okay, so. If there are any. Well, it's also interesting that I personally haven't pulled a whole lot out yet. Mm -hmm. All of my earnings are basically self circulating right now. I've pulled very little out. It's a tax thing. Um,
0: so that being like you own the assets or like you converted it back into Ethereum and you just haven't withdrawn the amount of money for that?
1: Yes. I haven't pulled it back into like US dollars okay. kind of idea. So I stick in Ethereum right now because I fully believe in the crypto space. I think Ethereum, Bitcoin, they're still, they're going to, what they call moon. They're just going to go up. Okay. So I've made Ethereum gains. Have I made a lot of dollar, US dollar gains? Not mm-hmm. necessarily, unless you convert it.
0: But I mean, if it is like you can liquefy it and mm-hmm. you just have to pay taxes, I feel like yeah. it's a just smarter to keep it in there if you believe that the cryptocurrencies which fluctuate themselves are just gonna gain value. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you let's say invest in a project for one Ethereum and you make ten, you pull out, you made nine Ethereum profit, which is like what, eighteen or twenty seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So you have basically twenty seven thousand, you just don't want to pay taxes. So roughly how much are taxes? Uh, nice
1: it's kind of on your tax bracket, mm-hmm. but a rough rule of thumb is 40%. You should think about taxes because that's about the maximum. And it's called capital gains tax. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about capital gains tax is if you own the asset for more than a year, the capital gains tax drops drastically. Okay. Like a lot. So there's a lot of people in the NFT space that we're closing in on a year of them buying some of these. Like some of mine are... Yeah, they're over a year now. So if I sold those ones now, I wouldn't lose as much money to the government, which is funny. We're in a Web3 space, but the government wants a piece
0: of the magic internet money. Yeah, Decentralized, Mm -hmm. but you have to work through a centralized government to get the money for it. Yeah, it's interesting. So, and that's what I feel like a a big issue for me personally has been like when I think of, okay, like if you liquefy this, is that I heard a lot of these projects, they, they shoot up really quick and then they shoot down just as quick as they shot up. So how would you go about keeping an asset rather than just cryptocurrency? Because let's say you like pulled out and you turned all your assets, you sold them in for Ethereum, for example, and you have like 50 Ethereum, which would be $150,000. Mm-hmm. If sitting on that for a year, does that also lower the taxes or is that just going to stay at the base? Let's go for 40% example.
1: It's That's a good question because I haven't pulled, so I did taxes recently, but I haven't pulled much Ethereum out. so. I think Ethereum it's it's a coin, it's an asset. Mm-hmm. I would, th- but you can break it up because when you sell it and trade it, you get other Ethereum. I don't know on that one. I actually okay. don't know. I would think that it would be a similar idea as a capital gains tax. Okay, so because it's verified because every time you buy a Bitcoin or an Ethereum or whatever, it's a transaction that happens on the blockchain that you can always check back and see when it was sold, where it was sold from, like everything. It's all there. Okay.
0: So if you couldn't find an asset to let's say hold for a year that you think would keep its value, mm-hmm. could you just pull it out and sit on your Ethereum for a year and hope that holds its value? Then yeah, going off the idea that mm-hmm. you have capital, okay. What I've had
1: like, little like little projects where you you sell for like a point zero five Ethereum gain, like that doesn't seem like much, but when you actually break it down, you know, that's you know point zero five is probably a couple hundred dollars. So like. Yeah, all right. I'll take that. Yeah. But there's some projects you just hold because you've got people that will, in the space we call them, you got diamond hands, people that just hold forever. They don't want to let their stuff go. Mm-hmm. You've got paper hands, people that let it fall through their fingers and then they hate themselves later. And okay. I've seen a lot of both of those.
0: All right. So what would you say are some investments that you have currently like in the NFT space that you think are going to like either hold their value or just continue to slowly or... Maybe even quickly rise over the next coming year or so.
1: Uh, do you want project names? oh uh, yes. Okay. So I have again Pixel Vault,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and inside Pixel Vault, I've got they're called Meta Heroes. That's like their metaverse game kind of thing. I got that. I've got planets for that, which is interesting because they also give me coins. But well, that's all Pixel Vault related. I've got uh, a couple Gary V uh tokens now. Gary mm-hmm. V is a very big philanthropist in the uh crypto and the web two space. He's got businesses, all he's a lot of things. I've got another project that's called On-Chain Monkeys, which okay. is very interesting. There were, it was a free mint that I got originally. It was it was free. All you had to pay was a transaction fee, which we we'll get to talk about that eventually. Um, but now they're worth like almost two ETH. So that was a zero investment gain. That's now netted me two ETH yeah. per.
0: So you just paid basically to get it into your hands and now right. it's worth six or so thousand dollars. Correct.
1: And so the reason like some project like that that doesn't make sense. Why would something go from zero to something else? The people that run that project are web three investors, people that have companies, they're doing things, they hold in real person events. Um, they've I have sports people that are talking, they bring in all kinds of people. So those projects that do things, they don't just sit there and just hope it goes up. They're good investments.
0: Okay. You just have to find the right ones. Mm-hmm.
1: You have to, sometimes it's going to suck, but you have to bite the bullet and pay a little more to get into the good project. And then you just got to wait. Okay. Now I wouldn't recommend as a first time, uh, crypt, or uh, NFT person spending one ETH to buy into something. Unless you really know what you're doing. There, there was a drop last week that happened. You and I talked off air about that one mm-hmm. that I tried to get into. And it's since then it's 10 x
0: so you would have made like 10 times however much Correct. it was cost initially.
1: Yeah. The NFT space is a lot of re- – it reminds me of a lot of stocks. It's research, knowing the background of people and teams, mm-hmm. the companies. And if you believe in them, you hold.
0: So kind of like speaking on getting into it and like what you would do as a first time, if you went back and let's say you were to start again like, okay, I haven't invested in anything. Knowing what you know now, what would you say is a good way to get into NFTs or like – Put your foot in the water, as I think we mentioned.
1: So not knowing which ones are going to be good.
0: Yeah, just based off of the knowing like what to look for, like mm-hmm. what things you think are red flags in NFTs, and then when the right time to buy is versus when the right time to hold and sell.
1: Alright, so a couple things. First is Twitter's your best friend. Mm-hmm. NFTs live in the Twitterverse. Uh, project if you can't find a project on Twitter, it's probably not a good thing. First yep. thing. Second thing is Discord. All projects that right now seem to know what they're doing run through Discord. So that's where they communicate most of their stuff. Announcements, mint dates, hangout rooms, all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking for both of those. When I go into those and look at them, I'm looking at the ratio of people that have followed and they're following. So if I find a random project and there's 140,000 people that are following that project, Mm -hmm. but none of the people I follow are following them, they're all bots.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I don't care. So kind of like find people who you know are reliable sources mm-hmm. who have actually done something and then kind of say, if they're not investing in this, but this person claims to have a ton of followers and a lot of like of a community, it might not be as good as it seems. It might be too good to be true. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Okay. <clears throat> uh, that's a
1: big red flag that you check. Um, Discord's very similar. You can buy Discord uh, members. So if they have... 20,000 members, but only 400 people follow them on Twitter. That's mm-hmm. another red flag. That's fake, basically.
0: Okay. And Discord being like a, one of the most used community slash like voice and text chatting. Communication
1: platforms, platforms for internet gaming and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so what would you say are some like green lights? Some, oh, that, that might actually be something that's worth investing in. Like something that really piques your attention when you are going through Twitter or Discord and talking to other people about projects?
1: One of the things is if it's a new project, I want to see, like you and not talk about that, there's someone I know that's also interested, so they're following it mm-hmm. or another project. Or if it's a like a part two project, certain projects do like a phase one, a phase two, release new things over time. How well is the first project doing? Is the first project holding its value? If it's not, then why are they releasing a second one? Probably not going to do well, so you kind of look at the history of the company. Mm
0: -hmm. If it's a
1: brand new company, you're going to have to do a lot of legwork, or you're going to have to trust your friends in the space as well. They say it all the time in NFTs, and I'm a huge fan. But you got to vibe with certain things. Yeah, vibe meaning like, is it are they cool people? Do they do cool events? Do they? Um, hang out with you? Do they talk with you like that kind of stuff? If they don't do that. They're just interested in money.
0: Yeah, you kind of want something that's like they're in it for the the actual product, like what they're building, more mm-hmm. so than a, a get rich quick. Like I'm going to sell out. Yep. Okay. And so speaking of like get rich quick, I've heard of the term getting carpeted. I think you mentioned it. What rug exactly pull. a rug pull? Sorry, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is that?
1: So a rug pull is let's say I found the greatest project. I'm ready to go. I, I I mint, which means I buy the project on the day, and the next day all of a sudden everything's gone the discord has been shut down the twitter's been marked as inactive they're just gone that's a rug pull meaning they pulled the whole project out from under you and you're left holding the bag as they call it there's nothing left now rug pulls are interesting sometimes because the community is still a community if you buy into these projects you own a token that is now part of let's well, forever it's on mm-hmm. the blockchain so you have maybe like a couple thousand people that have this thing you can make a new server. You can connect. So some rug pulls have actually done really well once new management has been set up.
0: Okay. So basically people have made like, let's say, a, like another board ape or iteration mm-hmm. of that. And then they sold a bunch of copies or minted a bunch of different versions. And then they basically shut it all down, quit working on it. And the people were like, well, I still have this and you still have this. Mm-hmm. Like, we still have this community. And they basically just joined back together and yep remake a – so. Yep. When in doing so, is there a way to get back into making said project or is it whatever has been made is done? And since that company has gone, that's the end of it?
1: it. There's two ways about it. If the company hard rug pulls, the contract, they own the contract. Like they wrote the code. If they hard rug pull and disappear, it's kind of gone. But there are some companies that will sell their contract to other people. And say, hey, it's your project now. Give us uh, $20,000. You can do whatever you want with it. And there have been some companies, projects, you call them companies, that have done that as well.
0: Okay. So less of a, like a, okay, I made my That's money. It's like a I'm soft rug kind of. More of like yeah. a, okay, I made my money. If someone else wants to keep up with this, it can be their problem. I'm going to yep. leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. That doesn't sound like. So what are uh, some other, I would say, like tips or things to look out for? when first getting into nfts
1: don't go with whatever's shiny right away you will see hundreds of projects on the marketplace and i don't, we haven't talked about the marketplace yet you want mm-hmm. me to go into a little bit
0: yeah so like where are most of these nfts buy? is it like you go to someone's website and buy it from them or like exactly? so nfts
1: uh, they're created on a blockchain with a contract mm-hmm. now if you want to buy like a brand new one from your minting, like uh, there's a new project from Pixel phone, I want to buy it. I would usually go to their website and buy it. Where does it go? It doesn't get delivered to my house. It's not physical. Yeah. It gets stored in your blockchain wallet. They, You can either use Metamask, is a popular one. Coinbase, which is one of the biggest NFT or crypto things in the world. Mm-hmm. They literally just launched their marketplace five days ago. And it's a beta. I got access to it. Looks okay. They need to do some things but it gets stored there. So you can then go to your wallet, your digital wallet, and all of a sudden the picture will pop up.
0: Mm -hmm. So this is like a digital wallet is like, is it like a, a safe? Like all of your stuff is just stored on that. And that's everything you belong or like everything you own just sits there. And so only you can access it. Or is it like a broad term for like, Oh, I own all this stuff. Like that's my wallet. Or is it like a physical thing? And if it is like a, Safe or So what would you say or who would you say is like the best place to put all of your belongings or NFTs or cryptocurrencies?
1: So there's multiple quote unquote wallets you can do. You've got your, uh what you call a hot wallet. So those are ones that you use to like buy things from because mm-hmm. when you interact with a contract, they get your information. Like where am I sending this token to? This address that comes to me? Okay. Send it there.
0: Address being like Person on the internet, not your physical like uh, yeah streamages. yeah correct yeah okay.
1: it, basically my blockchain identifier okay. my just, wallet just my hardware my uh digital wallet All right. so that's one that people usually have uh, a hot wallet because if something goes wrong like someone hacks it then they might get access to your wallet digital wallet have an issue yeah a lot of people have what's called hardware wallets so think about a flash drive that I plug into my computer I download my NFTs or my coins to that I unplug it. Now all of that information is stored on the flash drive and you can't get it unless you get that flash drive. Okay. So now it's a physical thing of safe. You can put an actual safe if people still want to do that.
0: So it It, is like having a safe in a wallet. Like you keep, let's say, $100 cash in your wallet. You carry around, you buy stuff mm -hmm. versus, which is funny to say, in your bank account, you keep a lot more money because it's safer there. mm -hmm. Same idea like you have... A wallet that you say, okay, this is where I'm going to store everything and keep it on this flash drive. Mm-hmm. This is for safekeeping. And then this is like, okay, if I want to go out and buy something, yes, this is this wallet. Okay. So going back to what we were talking about previously and the terms of like um, companies coming out with their own spaces and where you buy these. What are some other big places that people buy yeah. NFTs from other than like Coinbase's, yes. which you said was five days old. So I'm assuming there are several more that oh, yeah. were previous. Oh, yeah.
1: So the most common place to buy an NFT, a token, is something called OpenSea. OpenSea.io is the actual website. And OpenSea was the first Ethereum NFT chain to sell things on. You go there and you're going to be overwhelmed the first couple of times you go there because there's projects and projects. And you can click, you can type in anything. Like my first NFT I ever bought actually wasn't the Zed horse. It mm-hmm. was an NFT of a dinosaur. Because I like dinosaurs. The Velociraptor, I'm like, I want that. I spent like 20 bucks on it. It's the greatest thing ever.
0: Okay. So I can, still have that. Can anybody post on these or on OpenSea or is it like yes. a, you have to be verified before you
1: can post? No, uh, you can actually mint. You could create an NFT right now if you want to go to paint, draw something on Microsoft Paint, and you could mint it straight to OpenSea. The contract, it doesn't need a fancy contract because it's just one picture that's being turned into a digital thing for someone else. Mm-hmm. OpenSea will take care of that contract. You'll pay a small fee for them to quote unquote write the contract for you, but it's not complicated. Okay. So you can do anything you want. Now, so you can find anything you want on the on OpenSea, but it's the big projects you're going to find that usually pop up towards the top and stuff like that. Yeah, like I showcased. don't see anybody
0: paying $100 for the picture of the pine tree that I drew on Microsoft Paint, yeah, for right. example, out of like the basic green and brown color points. Okay, so do you know of any other like websites to go to or is it mainly just this like everyone goes to OpenSea and everything else is kind of like a, a no-go? Other there's than there's like, a couple. I know you said you mentioned um, for projects that you know you want to buy from specifically that you'll go to their website and buy from. Do they also list through websites like OpenSea or is it mainly like, okay, if it's this project and they sell on their website, you have to go to their website to buy from them?
1: Usually it's when they're first created, the NFT comes from a website. Once the NFT has been created, it goes to one of the marketplaces like OpenSea or Coinbase Mm -hmm. because then they just kind of get listed on there and you can sell them. The website doesn't want to sell you anything. The website of the company, Mm -hmm. they just want to get it to you. It's just like a store. They want to sell it to you, give you a product. What you do with the product is kind of up to you. And there's multiple marketplaces. You've got OpenSea.io is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Coinbase is going to be a huge competitor because it's bringing in millions of crypto people okay. because they all have wallets. Yep. Uh, another one that came out a couple months ago is called Looks Rare. That was an interesting one. It's a competitor. They have a, a smaller fee. They give more money back. Things like that. But you can find a bunch of marketplaces out there. The most predominant one is OpenSea, Coinbase now, and Looks Rare.
0: Okay, and then like you said, you can buy, and then I think you mentioned like or mentioned. Buying brand new NFTs versus like... So you can buy, like let's say, a brand new Ape and then resell it. Could you buy something off of OpenSea and then relist it yourself to sell?
1: Yes. Because once you buy an NFT, it's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. If I want to buy your NFT for $10 and then sell it for $50 and make a Mm -hmm. profit, I can try to do that. Might not happen. But that's how some of these like... Just like stocks. You can buy a stock, sell a stock as fast as you want. You can do it within... I've seen people buy and sell certain NFTs that they're trying to catch like a hype cycle or whatever within one minute and they made 20 ETH if they did it right. Like I've seen people hit that hard sometimes or they lose that hard because yeah. they played it the wrong way.
0: Which I'm assuming something that I feel like you don't play into as much as buying and no. then selling immediately. I'm so, not a
1: huge gambler like that. I like the safe plays mm-hmm. for some of these. Um, I try, they call it flipping in the NFT. You buy a project, you mint it and you try to flip it for a profit. I okay. call it flipping, NFT flipping. And it's a thing. There's a lot of people that still do that. But to be a good NFT flipper, you can't have a day job because you need to watch the market all the time. If it okay. starts to go up, you're going to sell. If it starts to go down, you're going to buy.
0: And it kind of feels like going back to the stock market, like buying petty stocks and then shoot up and then sell them immediately mm-hmm. or buy something, wait for it to shoot up, sell it as soon as it like makes yep. you whatever profit margin you were looking for. Yep. So to kind of wrap it up, would you say that NFTs are practical or something that like is good to get invested to now? Like, do you think we're still in the early stages? or Do you think it's to the point where it's like going to go downhill or continue throughout like the next decade? Because I think you mentioned like you really think it's going to stick around. So right. would you say it's still a, a good idea to get invested now or maybe wait for things to get cheaper and more like accessible to the public and more decentralized, but accessible to everybody? Or would you say, go for it now, don't miss out, shoot while you have the chance?
1: It's a good question. I would say kind of twofold on that. It's an expensive thing to first get into, mm-hmm. especially with the way if you were trying to like hit it hard kind of thing, kind of like I did. I was just like, ah, two grand, let's go. I was about
0: to say, not everyone uh, has just an extra 2000 sometimes.
1: Um, and yeah, you're right. Not a lot of people do, but you can start low. You can either start with the NFT, which is that would be basically like your stock. Or I think a more safe play right now, if you're worried about it, is start with just crypto. Because crypto currency, whether it's Ethereum, Bitcoin or whatever, I feel in the long run is still going to explode. Mm-hmm. So you always have that. And if and you can always sell your NFTs back and forth. So my NFTs are kind of like, they're just holding my crypto right now, most of them. If I want to sell them, I could. But there's also... The companies that are doing things, we're, you asked how early are we? Yeah, like people say, like a building. Like what level of a building are you on? Basement, first, second, third, yeah. whatever. I think we're still. We, we got out of the basement. I think we're on level one mm-hmm. because basement was everyone's was figuring stuff out, minting as much as possible. Here is just a bunch of crap. Yeah, nobody. You got what to, what to do filter through it. Now we've got projects like Adidas, who has sponsored Board Ape stuff. Where if you minted their thing, you get free clothing from them. There's utility. Uh, I did have one of those and I kind of paper handed that one, but that's okay. I made a profit. (laughs) If I make profit, I'm fine. Uh, But so, like, these big companies are starting to understand there's cool things we can do with this and you can do it for a long time. I'm waiting for the Mount or the Pepsi thing to say, all right, if you own this NFT, you get 20% off Mountain Dew for life. I'm good. I'm going to buy one. I'll do it. Uh, But you're right. It's once it becomes more mass adoptable, certain NFTs will always be expensive. Yeah. A board ape will be expensive uh, because they're like the flagship. But if Meyer decides they want to, instead of give coupons, they want to have their coupon, quote unquote, be an NFT that you buy and you just have it forever and you scan it every single time you go to the store. Mm-hmm. They would make millions of those tokens just to give out to people to sell. Yeah. Uh, bodybuilding or now body, I guess uh, weight rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. Your gym memberships NFTs. I guarantee they will go NFTs in the future. It's just easier to manage. So I think getting crypto early now is probably a safe bet. If the market starts to get cold in the NFT space, that's usually a buying time. Mm-hmm. If you find a project where it dips, you buy because a lot of things start to shoot up when people get hyped again. That's, you're looking for those, those lulls if you want to get in.
0: Okay. And so how often would you say that those are?
1: Every couple months they go up and down. Uh, they, usually they, they used to be something called a crypto winter when like crypto just tanked, we didn't get a crypto winner this year, which scares me a little bit, which means mm-hmm. I think there's one coming. But after every like lull and drop, there's a huge spike when new people get, because they buy back in. It's, oh, crypto is cheap now. And they buy a bunch. All of a sudden, a couple months later, it's up 50% of what it was. So
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you doing this podcast with me. Thank you. I feel like we talked about a lot. Anything that you want to mention before we wrap this up?
1: Last thing I'll say: If you're gonna get into the space like that, and that, just be financially responsible. Yeah. Don't just dump everything and go all on red kind of idea. Like, take your time, do some research. Twitter, Discord, best friends—you got it.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's like a great point to end on. Any of these things you should try. Like, if you are interested in trying, make sure you can afford everything at your house, and you aren't gonna like. Spend all of your savings into something that you're not familiar with. Make sure you're in a a nice financial spot. And then if you have something extra on the side and you're like, hey, I want to get into this, then try it. It's not like a get rich quick thing, as we just mentioned.
1: Mr. Elliot and I are not financial advisors.
0: Nope. All right. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time.